struggling drug addict was found lifeless in his home on November 16, 2020. Ray was one year sober when he reached out to an old dealer. What he thought was cocaine turned out to be pure fentanyl, a deadly narcotic. He was found by his mother in his home when he failed to pick up his newborn daughter from her. This day remains scarring for a mother having to find her own son dead, but also became the last day that this newborn baby had a father. The drugs Ray bought were originally distributed by the Mexican drug cartel, but that's not the only organization involved in the processing of these drugs. Chinese organized crime groups have now entered the game. An abundance of precursor chemicals and finished fentanyl are being exported from labs in China to cartels in Mexico. The mixture of drugs with precursor chemicals has become more and more common because of the partnering of the Mexican drug cartels and Chinese organized crime groups. Fentanyl, a narcotic 100 times stronger than morphine, is often secretly blended with heroin and in this case, cocaine. This increases the addictive effect as well as the high from the drug. Okay, reports coming in that deaths from street fentanyl hitting historic highs in the western U.S. Tens of thousands now dead. Let's welcome former ICE acting director Ronald Vitello. It's great to have you back on. This used to be opioid overdoses and fentanyl overdoses. It was usually east of the Mississippi. Now it's in the west, sir. What's going on here? It's so deadly. Just two milligrams can kill you. That's the size of about a mosquito. This is a terrible problem. In every corner of the United States, this stuff is coming across the border. It's being flown in from China and other places. It's being distributed through every corner of the country. Uh, it's very deadly in very small doses. Uh, so we have to be vigilant. We have to have a secure border. We have to have policies in the United States that allow agents and officers to secure the border in the most smart way, using technology, uh, protecting themselves from the pandemic and deadly substances like this one. And so it bears watching. Um, we, I think we did make progress early on in this administration in reducing opioid deaths. But I think because of the pandemic and problems with the economy, I think it's starting to creep back, back up. Yeah, and you know, the Trump administration did, you know, they did a crackdown on border security to stop this. But now China is getting around it by hooking up with drug cartels in Mexico, and they're flying drugs in via planes and boats and going in under tunnels and now uh, via drones. And here's the breakthrough that Stanford University found, Ronald. And correct us if we're wrong. There's a fentanyl breakthrough. Here's what's going on. The authorities didn't un couldn't understand why fentanyl was killing so many people so rapidly in cities like Los Angeles, Seattle, and Phoenix. It's because drugs are now contaminated with fentanyl. You think you're using ecstasy or Xanax or OxyContin or heroin, but it's actually laced with fentanyl. So, do you see? Do you are you hearing more about that? Yeah, it's being mistaken for other illicit narcotics and or, or being used in other illicit, illicit narcotics. Uh, so people are unaware of its the potency and when they take it. This is this is the danger that these cartels uh, and transnational threats are to the United States. Ray has fallen victim to laced drugs, all due to the international partnership the Mexican drug cartels have made. Hey folks, I'm Olivia Francis, your host today. 
but your shopping addict every day. And this is The Descent Into War, The Rise of the Mexican Drug Cartel. We see the globalization of the Mexican drug cartel throughout Russia, China, and Nigeria. Something I found extremely interesting is the partnering between the Mexican drug cartels and the Russian mafia. From a Washington Times article in May of 2001, there was 20 tons of cocaine found on a disguised fishing boat driven by Russians and Ukrainians. Honestly, this is a mashup I thought I would never see. It's the two infamous illegal organizations coming together. And the thing we never even really think about is this is a functioning business. So this partnership is really just a business opportunity to expand. Well, that sounds like globalization. Let's define globalization for our listeners out there. Globalization is the process of expanding and intensifying linkages between states, societies, and economies. The concept of globalization has been huge throughout the comparative government curriculum. We see from these two examples alone, China and Russia have both become intertwined with Mexico's economy. Because China is supplying these chemicals and Russia is helped transporting the drugs, these three countries are economically relying on one another. The complex web of drug trafficking is becoming more intertwined with China due to its expanding role. Chinese groups are reshaping how these synthetic opioids are created, processed, and then trickled into the United States drug scene. Drug trafficking in China is also becoming even more violent as this role expands. Carrying a gun is a severe breach of law in China, but to some drug traffickers, it's just one more offense. China's anti-drug authorities warned that the drug-related crimes cracked last year indicate that drug dealers are becoming increasingly armed, organized, and violent. Latest figures released in 2015 China Drug Situation Report unveiled just the tip of the iceberg how drugs and guns are going hand-in-hand. In 2015, Chinese police targeted and cracked 257 major cases of drug-related crimes involving guns, up by a significant 52% compared to 2014. Over 460 guns and 30,000 bullets were confiscated, up by 40% and 843% respectively. Authorities say around 90% of heroin and ice are smuggled by heavily armed drug dealers from what's called the Golden Triangle, one of the world's biggest drug planting regions. We now join one of the missions of the Chinese policemen on one of the most dangerous borders along the Mekong River. We visited that region in 2015 and found that the conflict between Myanmar's government and rebel forces is causing a resurgence in drug planting and trafficking. The complicated landscape makes patrolling difficult and dangerous. To deal with drug trafficking from the Golden Triangle, China is taking the lead in carrying out joint patrols and crackdown campaigns 
with bordering countries against drug gangs. The operations have achieved some positive results. But the threat is not just from outside. The report says that over 77% of drugs confiscated in 2015 were produced and traded within Chinese borders. Most of the drug dealers are from marginalized groups such as poor farmers and unemployed. But an alarming trend is the involvement of urban residents, students, and even civil servants. In 2015, a total of 165,000 drug crimes were uncovered in China, up by 13%. 194,000 suspects have been arrested, up by 15%. And a total of over 100 tons of drugs have been seized, up by nearly 50%. The spokesperson said that these numbers are not just figures, but are stories of people suffering under drug addiction, families torn apart, and public security under threat. According to this annual report, in 2015, the general situation of China's drug addiction is still controllable, and in 2016, the government will continue its tough crackdown. Han Peng, CCTV, Beijing. These Chinese groups are actually professional gangs who use legal corporations to benefit both the drug trade and the companies. A perfect example of this is the Chinese importing and exporting company named Richest Group. The company is run by Kevin Da with Shanghai Rizheng as the main subsidiary. This company even partners with big brand names such as Samsung, LG, and Canon, making the company appear clean. But diving deeper on this business, you will find that several known uncontrolled precursors for fentanyl were listed on Shanghai, Rizheng, Alibaba Boutique in October 2019. Aliyah Yang was open about her involvement to the group and offered the same precursors for fentanyl. To boost visibility to Facebook users in Mexico, the seller affiliated with this business, Aliyah Yang, geotagged numerous promotional posts with Mexico locations. One of her posts from May 2019 openly quotes, new batch, enough stock, don't miss it. We see how these Chinese precursor drugs are being advertised in the Mexican area. This is just one more example of how the inner economic relations of these countries are codependent upon one another. Now, economic reliance is only one part of globalization. So let's talk about how these countries relate to one another societally as well. To be connected societally is to have interpersonal relationships within a domain. And once that's expanded to another domain, there is globalization. Now you may be wondering, how could this possibly relate back to the Mexican drug cartels? Well, each cartel actually has its own society within the group. Boiling it down, it's a group of people working together towards a common goal. Take the Sinaloa cartel, for example. They use their connections with people to smuggle fentanyl as they dominate the market. This, believe it or not, is a social connection where trust and partnership can be formed to make the system work. 
On the other hand, the cartels also instill fear in many people to coerce them into going along with this network. This again has an effect on society and how the cartels and the Chinese slash Russian communities interact. Now switching gears for a minute, I wanted to talk about the relationship that the Mexican drug cartels have with Nigeria. African drug traffickers, specifically cocaine traffickers, have been working for Mexican drug cartels as smugglers to sneak these substances in to Europe for years. However, the role of African drug traffickers is expanding and shifting away from the control of Latin American cartels. These African groups are using their experiences to form their own trafficking system. This shift in power is also related to crises in 2008 and 2009, such as rebellions, wars, and coups. These are all concepts we discussed in comparative government as catalysts for significant change within a state. Prior to 2008, Mexican drug cartels were still mainly in charge of their so-called drug mules. But the workings of corruption were evident by Nigerian traffickers making independent steps away from the Mexican drug cartels. This occurred when drug raids mysteriously resulted in Nigerian traffickers getting possession of confiscated cocaine. These carefully crafted relationships were cut off by the Latin American cartels after feeling betrayed. This international relationship changed with a shift in power in the drug trafficking industry. That's all we have time for today, folks. And thank you for listening to the inner workings of drug trafficking between Mexico, Russia, China, and Nigeria. I'm Olivia Francis, signing off. Thank you.